1: I'm going to take some calls here. 97.1 FM Talk, On Demand Audio. Here 314-241-9797. I I want to play a little bit of Chip Roy because going back to what my comments were in the monologue about most normal people not really caring. I think Chip Roy said something along those lines earlier as well.
0: Do you think anybody in America right now is like, "Oh my god, there's not a speaker." Right? Because what is it? somebody who lives right now in like Des Moines, Iowa, and they're they're going to their job, they're going to school. Oh no, 24 hours without a Speaker of the House.
1: Yeah, I don't think anybody's saying that, right? They're not saying that. so I don't really think this is a terrible thing uh, for Republicans. I know the Democrats want to make the case this is a terrible thing for Republicans. Um, I think Hakeem Jeffries is out there. Obviously, he's the nominee on the other side. They're gonna, they love this, right? They're gonna try to make this last as long as possible. I think I had Hakeem Jeffries, but I gotta see if I can find that. So this is the way it is, and they're gonna fight it out. I do think that maybe they should take a step back, go behind closed doors, and see what happened. I don't see a path for McCarthy at this point because why? would the 20 who are holding out flip right now and switch gears? It it doesn't seem to make sense. I don't know, except they might get worn down and just want it to be over with. Well, okay. so that I think that's part of the strategy. And that's part of my question. Should he hold strong? You just keep going on this and see what happens or give in. If you give in, there's a problem with that, I think, too. Here's Newt Gingrich.
0: These five people need to take a deep breath and ask themselves, are they really want to send a signal that every five people in the conference can screw up everything for whatever reason. Just as you can't give in to terrorists and you can't
1: give in to hostage takers, you can't allow them to take the conference hostage and win. Yeah, so that was one of the negotiating points where if, if five members raise an issue with a particular point from the Speaker, so that sort of takes control away from the Speaker, which I'm sure the Speaker wouldn't like. But this whole thing has gotten very complicated and— uh, We'll see what happens. I can't predict. Going back to what I said at the beginning, too, usually someone has a little behind the scenes, well, this is what's going to happen, right? They're going to vote a few more times, and then they're going to flip from a, you know, they're going to give the people, none of that is happening. No. Nobody knows what's going to happen because it's very unpredictable. Do you get the feeling
2: that uh, it's because some of these people don't want to, you know, they they say, we don't want the
1: old school people, my constituents don't want old school people in, and he's an old school person, therefore we're just not going to do it? Well, I, I think to a certain extent, all of these cases are different and if you i don't exactly know how all of those holdouts ran their congressional races but if they're in their district and they're making promises to their constituents about who they would vote for for speaker or who they wouldn't vote for they're probably not going to flip that around but I, the, the part that really annoys me is that i do think that this is personal because in be one is. thing it would be one thing if you could come up with a good consensus candidate that wanted the job, like a Jim Let's say Jim Jordan wanted the job. He doesn't. He wants to be chair of Judiciary um, or even Byron Donalds, who's sort of playing the role right now. But I don't think, I don't think we have that. We just have people voting against Kevin McCarthy. They're not voting for other people, I but let's agree. take some phone calls here. 314-241-9797. Paul, get us started this afternoon. Good afternoon. You're on one FM Talk.
0: Hi, Mark. How you doing? I'm today? good. Thank you for taking my call, sir. Uh, I totally support what's going on in D.C., uh, I'm not a Republican, but I am very hardcore right. And um, Kevin, uh, <clears throat> the, uh, <clears throat> sorry, a little bit nervous here. Um, uh, the individual that's uh, in question as far as who wants to assume uh, Mr. McCarthy wants to assume the, the speaker's role, he always strikes me as, I'm not going to use the word moderate, but a Chamber of Commerce type, you know, get along Republican. And, uh, you know, as far as people's constituencies, you know, uh, a lot of these people uh, that are opposing this are uh, either Freedom uh, Caucus members or House Liberty Caucus members, or they were when the House Liberty Caucus existed. Uh, And, you know, in my opinion, they're just carrying out the wishes of the people that
1: well yeah, um, to a certain extent, yeah, to a certain extent I think they might be. But again, the, the difficulty with that is is you don't have them positioning this as saying, here is our alternative candidate who's more of a bulldog and not as wishy washy and is not gonna, you know, be that wishy washy conservative that Kevin McCarthy is, that's Jim Jordan. Well, Jim Jordan doesn't want the job, so he's not really campaigning for it. So it's not like you have someone they can point to where other members can say, That's our speaker. So that, I think that that's part of—maybe both sides are erring on this whole process, because in the end, I don't know how they get out of this, right?
0: But but aren't we in the midst of that process as far as trying to establish someone else that could take the reins and get a consensus from the majority of people I'm not, within I'm the not. I'm not
1: convinced that we are. I understand your point, point. and I would think in theory we are. But because of the fact that the nominees they're, they're putting up there are just people that are names and not necessarily serious candidates, I question that.
0: I— I see where you're coming from. Very quickly, someone who I think would make a wonderful speaker. There has been, and I'm going to appeal to your libertarian side here. There has been no more transparent member of Congress in the last 12 years, someone that's always put, uh, you know, how he voted and the reason why he voted and uh, has both taken on the GOP establishment and the Democrat establishment. And that would be Justin Amash. He'd be a wonderful speaker. He's civil, he's, he's brilliant. Um, and, and, you know, like I said, I think he'd be a Wonderful speaker, someone that would be willing to take on both sides of, of yeah. uh, you know, the swamp, if you will. And I hate that term, but, you know, it's just a descriptive term in general that I'm using right now. But I think you see where I'm coming from. I do. I do.
1: And, you know, I've always been someone who has advocated because this is what happens in Washington. It's like the um, the Miss America pageant or, or the Miss Missouri pageant. I used to date some pageant girls back in the day. And I learned a little bit about this, Sue. So if you're going to be, this is how it used to be, you're going to be Miss Missouri you're not going to be Miss Missouri because you're the best candidate, right? You're going to be Miss Missouri because you paid these dues, and then you paid these dues. Oh, is and that this run- right? Oh, I have com- zero oh, yeah. idea how it's that works. It's completely political. Okay. It's not like someone could jump out of the pack and say, hey, look at her from, um, you know- That doesn't from happen. From Boonville. No, it doesn't. It's never happened. It's a process, right? Same thing with this. You got a guy that has, uh, well, in, to a certain extent, this is how the world works. You get experience. You build coalitions. You have allies who will vote for you. They support you. Wow. But it's it's different because it's politics and you have people that are in and out of Washington. So I, I guess my point on this is I've always been someone who would be open to the idea that that person who is a new member of Congress might damn well be a better speaker than Kevin McCarthy or Paul Ryan or someone else because they have leadership skills. They have the ability to do this. Well, they don't have the experience to whip the members for the votes and all that. Well, Maybe they can learn that. Okay, I don't know, but it always is a beauty contest, in the same way that Miss Missouri or these other pageants are, in the sense that Kevin McCarthy's next up, right? Who's next up after him? Well, Steve Scalise because he's the whip. See my point? I do. There's no other member down the list where they're co- you know coalescing around saying, "Hey, that per- I, I like." There's this guy from um, Wisconsin today, Mike Gallagher. I don't know him. He was not there when I was up in Wisconsin, but he gave a great speech. Now he was on. Um, the Kevin McCarthy side, but I thought he was impressive. I I wish we had a bigger majority, right? I, I wish we could do everything over the next two years, but the American people gave us an opportunity. They gave us, Republicans, an opportunity to inject some basic common sense into the federal government, to pull the emergency brake on a lot of the crazy we've seen in the last few years. They're asking us to do a job, and nobody has laid out a plan a proactive policy agenda for the direction we want to take this country in more detail than Kevin McCarthy. You all had an opportunity. Well, I know so he's not wrong about that because one of the criticisms on the other side of the, um, the anti McCarthy says that they're not, they're not putting together a plan for where they would take Congress. They're just trying to bring McCarthy down. Let's go back, take some more calls. Angie, you're on 97.1 FM talk. Ah,
2: uh, yes. Hi. So, um, the brains of the outfit here is in the veteran cemetery, so you're it. I want you to qualify or at least explain why. What did you mean when you said Scalise? Um, I don't know your wording, but you didn't think Scalise was up for the task. I thought he'd be brilliant, well, I but let's... I don't
1: think I said that about Steve Scalise. What I said about I think Steve Scalise would be great. Mm-hmm. I, I like him quite a bit. What I said is I don't see why the people voting against McCarthy would consider Steve Scalise any different type of leader he's not going to do anything policy-wise different so the one member made the case that this is not about personalities about policy steve scalise isn't going to do anything different than kevin mccarthy would do it's just not
2: yeah i yeah i get it now i i do remember you saying that yeah.
1: i'm old so that's my only point on that i mean i'm all for someone new i really am definitely for someone new in the senate uh jim you're on ninety-seven one fm talk
2: good afternoon mark thanks for taking my call Mark, I'm going to go back to what this lady said before and what you kind of said before. Steve Scalise would be no different than Kevin McCarthy. And I compare that to Ron Santos would not be much more different than Donald Trump. I think they want different window dressing. They want a different look. They want to have it fresh. I think that some of these Republicans want to separate themselves from Donald Trump and that this is the way to do it. Let's start fresh. Let's That'll help us push more toward Ron DeSantis to run in 2024. As you and I have said before, we don't care for Donald Trump, I think a yeah, lot. By,
1: by the way, Jim, th- this has been an interesting day, I think, an interesting 48 hours for Donald Trump, because nobody's talking about Donald Trump, and he got involved in this. And he told those 20 people who have supported him religiously over the last years to not vote for the opposition candidates, to vote for McCarthy, to coalesce around McCarthy. market. They don't care. It, Matt, it- Matt Gates actually said... Hashtag sad. That's how he responded. Wow, I didn't now, realize. Y- there's, y- ladies and gentlemen, those of you who remain with President Trump in the cult, he's done, okay? He is. And, and if there, if there, if there is no better example than how he's done, he's got no influence here whatsoever. Zero. That tells me that a is, lot.
2: That is correct. And, Mark, can I ask you one question off the subject real quick?
1: Well, there might be a charge for that, but go ahead.
2: Okay. Who's the worst evil... Writing at the Post Dispatch is it McDermott or Messenger? I'll hang up and listen to your
1: answer. Thanks. Oh no, it's Tony Messenger. There's no doubt about that. That's an easy one. Easy, TJ. You're on ninety-seven FM talk.
2: Hi, how's it going? Good. All right. So
0: earlier you had uh, uh, somebody on that was say that was like going over the vote counts and one of the uh, somebody voted present, and he mentioned that lowered the threshold that McCarthy needed. So if there were say 20 people that were going to vote for McCarthy just decided to vote present. Wouldn't that lower that threshold enough to make all the standouts irrelevant?
1: Uh, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. Because I, I think that the, the goal of that member was not to lower the threshold. It was to say, we need to go back into conference and figure this out.
2: Yeah, I guess that kind of would backfire because it does seem like a shady way of doing it. Right. But-
1: but I mean, the rules of the I'm not completely familiar with all the rules of the house and everything that they do. So there's all kinds. That's what's weird about this, just because there's always interesting competing theories about what might be in the works behind the scenes. And there doesn't seem to be that in this situation. junior you're on 97.1 FM Talk.
2: Hey, Mark. Hey, how are hey, you? A little, bit off, good, a little bit off the subject here. Uh, you know, I've. I really thoroughly despise this, this person that occupies the White House right now after all that he has
1: done to thoroughly destroy this country and embarrass it. Yeah, but he played some good golf down in the Caribbean over the weekend, so you've got to give him that, right? Yeah, <laughs> right.
2: Uh, after today, I, I think I've absolutely lost it. He has the gall and the nerve to say that, that the world is embarrassed that the republicans are not able to oh choose a right of, yeah give me an effing break yeah
1: i know that's that's why i'd like to uh, dial back on some of this you know hyperbole because i think that the the world is going to be fine republicans are going to be fine in the end they got to get their you know what together but there's a lot of exaggeration on both sides going on right now yep yep
2: hey have a good one
1: buddy. all right take care thank you for the call we'll take a break here we have susan L. Ward on the show this afternoon oh yeah, i love her in the next hour uh, new State Senator Mary Elizabeth Coleman, Scott Jennings, an audio cut of the day, and Dave Murray talking about the uh, bomb Ooh. cyclone in California. That and a whole lot more this afternoon on St. Louis's home for conservative talk, 97.1 FM Talk. Get more at 971 talkcom